When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Does a robot know you like a neighbor? Insurance Corporation will fulfill requests to cover anyone, anything, anytime, anywhere, with most standard algorithm. In the order it was received, please hold. Robots don't know you. We do. At Farm Bureau Financial Services, getting the insurance coverage you need always starts with a conversation. Find a Farm Bureau agent at fbfs.com protect. It's your future. Let's protect it. You're listening to the Chicago Audible Podcast, changing up the way Bears fans stay up to date on their favorite team since 2015. Now get ready. Because it's time to bear down. Welcome back, Bears fans, to another episode of the Chicago Audible Podcast. I'm your host for tonight's show, Nicholas Moriano, and for this week's edition for the Meet the Opponent episode, I'm joined by Grace Remington, who's a sports reporter and anchor for 10 Tampa Bay. And in our discussion, you'll learn more about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, what exactly are their strengths on offense and defense, and who are some key guys to watch out for for Thursday night's matchup. Here's my discussion with Grace Remington. Thank you for, one, making this happen. I literally DM'd you about five hours ago, and we are here right now about to talk Bears, Bucks, and just want to know, how are you doing today? Awesome. Um, We were just talking about Tampa Bay is like the epicenter of the sports world now. Uh, Lightning, Stanley Cup champs for the first time since 2004. We got the Rays. Um, Looks They're beating the Yankees now in game two of the ALDS, so we'll see how that goes. And then uh, the Bucks, which are hopefully Super Bowl contenders. Tom Brady's kind of the game changer there. So, so it's happening times down here. Yeah, and obviously we're going to talk about Tom Brady and that entire Bucks team. And where I kind of want to start my conversation here with you is with that Bucks offense. But first, I want to just start off with some of the injury news that that came out today. Looks like Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Scotty Miller, and Justin Watson didn't practice today. What is your level of concern for these guys playing on Thursday night? Yeah, well, I think, first of all, with the short week, you're going to have a lot of guys taking off days anyways because when you play Sunday and Thursday, you don't really practice, which some guys like. It's just like glorified walkthroughs, basically. So, you know, they'd be they're, – they're beat up from the game before. They'd be taking a break anyways. But, yeah, this injury list is no joke. It looks like a CVS receipt. It's so long. Um, I'm pulling it up right now. Mike Evans actually played through that ankle injury on Sunday, so I think he will end up being a go on Thursday. 
Leonard Fournette, Bruce Arians already said, is a game-time decision. Chris Godwin probably won't go because he's had – he's missed two games already. He's had hamstring injuries before. Um, O.J. Howard, obviously, out for the season. That's a huge loss. LaShawn McCoy could come back. I think Scotty Miller will play because he actually played through that hip and groin injury on Sunday. Um, I think Justin Watson will go too. But, I mean, Bucks are lucky. They have a lot of depth. But, I mean, that's it is concerning um, because when you saw Chris Godwin not playing last week, that just opened up so many more opportunities for Mike Evans. Tom Brady loves Scotty Miller. He calls him Scooter, um, loves targeting him. People are asking, you know, is he maybe like the Julian Edelman type because uh, he's just so small and speedy. Um, but I think the, the bigger concern, it's, it's not the receiving game. It's more in the run game because that's where the Bucks struggled all last year anyways. Um, it took them until the last week of the season just to produce a 100-yard rusher. Um, that already happened in week four. Rojo got a career high in rushing yards, um, 111 yards on 20 carries. So he, he's a go, and he's the number one guy. Uh, but behind him is Keyshawn Vaughn, which we didn't even know if he would make the roster this season. But Tom Brady has already placed trust in him. Um, Keyshawn Vaughn actually scored the game-winning touchdown in the fourth quarter as a rookie, and that was his only his second game. He's only gotten touches in – well, offensive touches in one game this year. Um, so that was interesting to see Tom Brady put so much trust in him in a big moment. But I'd say the run game is where you really start to get worried if you're a Bucks fan because if one of those guys go out, there's literally no one else. Um, Byron Leftwich, or it may have been Bruce Arians. Yeah, Bruce Arians made the joke today. If one of them goes down, he's bringing in the running back coach. He's like 50 years old <laughs> as the emergency running back. So... You know, they, they have a lot of receiving threats, um, but the running back is where there's definitely a concern. Gotcha. And so kind of transitioning here, how would you maybe assess Tom Brady's play so far through four games? Last week you see the five touchdowns of five different receivers. You also see a pick six, but how would you just assess his play so far? Well, I think we've seen him get better and better every week, and that's just the result of having more practice time, more reps with your teammates, getting to know them. I think he actually put it best. A couple weeks ago, he said, you know, it's like I was in a 20-year marriage. Now I've been dating a new girl for just six weeks. It's obviously, that's a whole change in your lifestyle, um, you know, developing that chemistry. And then, you know, every every team is at a disadvantage this year with no off-season programs. Um, so, he, you know, he scheduled those private workout sessions at a local high school here. You may have seen the creeper helicopter shots, all of us TV stations sent out there to like stalk them. But um, so they were getting their work in, but um, it's been improving every week. And I think the biggest thing we were all wondering is where are the explosive plays? And we finally got them this week. There was one touchdown drive. It was just two plays to Scotty Miller. One was like a 40-something yard pass, and then he followed it up with a 19-yard touchdown. Um, so he's finally and, – and a lot of these chunk plays, he's hitting his receivers in stride. The first couple weeks, there was some miscommunication. We're not seeing so much of that anymore. Um, the 43-year-old 43 43 still has the arm strength. He's still got the deep ball. So 
I think we're seeing more trust um, with his wide receivers. So the scary thing for other NFL teams is that this offense can be pretty good and we haven't seen it at its full potential yet. After every game, they've won three in a row, and after every game, all they do is pick apart the offense. All Tom Brady does is complain about what they did wrong. So, like, the fact that you know, this, there's such a perfectionist mindset here, um, and we've seen really good things, but they're still not happy, I think this offense can be pretty scary. Yeah, well, for Bears fans, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're hoping that they don't figure it out just yet <laughs> right. on Thursday night. Um, now going to like that offensive line that's helping Tom Brady complete these passes to all these receivers and starting to get those explosive plays like you just mentioned, they just have allowed five sacks on the season and none versus Chargers last week. Why do you think that unit has had such a good start to the season, including you know rookie right tackle Tristan Wirfs, who went to my alma mater, the University of Iowa? Everyone looks like they're gelling right now. Um, why do you think that is? Well, exactly what you said, and Tom Brady said it in his media availability today. Um, they're just coordinated. They communicate well. Um, they're tough. And we finally see them getting a push at the line of scrimmage this year. And, yeah, you mentioned Tristan Wirfs. Honestly, if he keeps playing like he is, he could be in talk for, you know, rookie of the year. I don't know if I want to say Pro Bowl for a rookie. It could happen. But he's gone up against Cam Jordan, Joey Bosa, and is pretty much, you know, beating them at every snap. Um, And, I mean, it's rare to see an offensive lineman who's so athletic – He's had a couple videos that have gone viral of him jumping out of a pool, like like a three foot. He's in three feet of water and jumping, doing a box jump. Who? He's like what, three hundred pounds? Who does that? <laughs> um, yeah. And then it's not just like he's balanced um, at the snap, but he also has a good recovery too. And I mean, just I just try to imagine being in his shoes I mean he wasn't even born when Tom Brady started playing now he's blocking for the greatest of all time like that's so intimidating (laughs) but you never you never hear about him the coaches never talk about him which is a really good thing for an offensive lineman um so I think uh Donovan Smith he's on the left side he had an awful game one but we're not talking about him anymore either so I mean, I think everyone's just starting to gel now. And that's that's what the Bears fans also don't want to hear <laughs> yeah. is that that offensive line is having some really good success. Sticking with that offense, O.J. Howard was unfortunately placed with IR this week, and it looks like he was just getting like a feel for Bruce Arians' offense. So who really steps up at that tight end position? Rob Gronkowski has had, I would say, a slow start to the season, but how do you think the tight end group will manage without O.J. Howard? Well... The thing is with tight ends and Bruce Arians is he doesn't use them in the passing game, um, which is why it was so comical when a few weeks ago Rob Gronkowski kind of went viral for saying, because we were were asking him in his press conference, you know, where is the production? He was like, I'm a blocking tight end, baby. And we're like, we all know that's a lie. That's not where, that's not why you get paid. (laughs) I mean, he and Tom Brady have combined for 90 touchdowns in his nine seasons, which is the most for any Tom Brady target. Um, so it's kind of like a head scratcher when Bruce Arians signed him because he just doesn't use tight ends like that. But Gronk has played 
the second most snaps of anyone on the team. Um, you know, beside when you go to the skill players, obviously quarterback, O line, they play all the snaps. Then it goes Mike Evans and Gronk. Um, Bruce Arians, that's nothing's going to change with Gronk. He's still going to be out there. So we're going to see Cam Brate more, and that'll actually be fun because he's from Naperville. So this game is kind of like a homecoming for him. And um, he was such a big red zone threat before Bruce Arians came along. Then we kind of saw a dip in his production naturally. He is. Only on, he's only been on the field for about like a tenth of the plays this year just because there's so many guys above him on the depth chart. Um, but it was interesting because he was talking about the Bears game two years ago. Uh, I don't know if you remember, they blew the Bucks out. It was like 48 to 10. And Cam Brate said today that was the worst loss of his football career. One of the worst losses ever. Um, so the Bucks are kind of hoping to redeem themselves, and it's it's almost like poetry. Cam Brate could could be the guy in his hometown to like take this whole thing full circle. Um, he's only had two targets all season. He got his first catch on Sunday against the Chargers, and it was a touchdown catch, so he made it count. Um, but I think, like Arian said today, you can't replace OJ. He's a tight end who looks like a receiver because he runs like one. But you'll see Cam Brate step up. You'll also see Tanner Hudson, who's on the practice squad. Um, but he actually played in some games last year. He, he's not a blocking tight end, but it, Gronk has actually praised him on his route running, so we'll see what he does. But I think it'll be fun to see Cam Brate kind of revert back to, you know, the touchdown machine that we all knew him for a couple years ago. Yeah, absolutely. I think he also said that um, he's uh, a big fan of Jay Cutler when they played a few years ago. So I'm like, interesting guy to choose uh, there. Right. But, uh, Grace, is there a name on this on this offense that Bears fans need to know about going into Thursday night's matchup? Oh, man. Um, I, I would have said Tristan Wirfs, but we talked about him a good bit. Um, let's see. I'm going to say I'm going to say Keyshawn Vaughn because I think it's pretty impressive um if you want to call it a comeback but he actually missed the start of training camp because he was in the COVID-19 protocol. We don't know if he was infected or if he just came into contact with someone, but he missed time and with Leonard Fournette and Shady McCoy and Rojo above him on the depth chart, we were all wondering, is he even going to make the team um, even as a fifth-round draft pick? So I think it's pretty impressive that he's already shown his trust um, in just a couple weeks. Tom Brady loves him. Um, he, his Well, I was going to say it's Brady's nickname. We found out it's actually a childhood name. He goes by Sneak, Sneak Vaughn, because he's so... He used to, like sneak snacks out of the refrigerator when he's a little kid, I guess. <laughs> but, um, and now Brady, you know, they had a moment after the touchdown. He was like, I love you, sneak. And like, what a confidence booster for a 20 some a young 20 something year old to have Brady say, I love you, man. Um, but he had a couple, he had a couple good runs. So, um, I would say look out for him because, Tom Brady, like, it doesn't matter if you were just elevated from the practice squad or if you're Mike Evans. He's all about do your job, obviously. Bill Belichick, he heard that for 20 years, do your job. If 
if you get the job done, he's he's going to find you. And this is a rookie most people don't know about. Finally, a bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic, our first system that detects snoring, then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. Get your best sleep all night, every night. For a limited time, save up to $500 on select adjustable mattress sets and experience the deep, undisturbed sleep of Tempur-Pedic. Get full offer details at TempurPedic.com. So yeah, I would say that's that's who you should watch. Yeah, Tom Brady likes to distribute the football regardless of who it is, like you just mentioned there, Grace. Uh, now moving kind of the defensive side of the ball, what has led to the Bucks just having so much success in stopping the opponent's rushing attack? Yeah, well, and I and this is the thing. It's Thursday night prime time. I'm so happy the Bucks are finally getting this national attention because people will finally see the stellar defense that they had last year. There was just no one paid attention to the Bucks last year. Um, but yeah, they were number one against the run for a reason. They signed Shaq Barrett, who Denver kind of let walk. He you know, was behind guys like Von Miller, so he never really had a chance to shine, but he was the NFL sack king last year with 19 and a half sacks. Um, they signed Ndamukong Sue, um, who's really strong up front. And then there's Todd Bowles leading the whole thing, who is just a mastermind. Um, and he'll throw all these exotic looks at teams. He'll he uses Vita Vea and pass coverage sometimes. This massive lineman dropping back in coverage. It's like, what's going on right now? He'll, um, he'll, he loves blitzing. Um, he'll use his safeties and cornerbacks as linebackers. He'll move the linemen to the outside and bring the linebackers inside. It's just crazy what he does. So he's trying to like disguise and trick the opposing quarterbacks as much as he can and there's like a balance there of trying to trick the opposing offense, but also not trying to overload your own guys' brains when they're trying to learn these things. But I think Todd Bowles gets a lot of credit um, for his game planning, but then also just using these guys in their strengths and abilities. Um, For example, Jason Pierre-Paul and Shaq Barrett, they actually, um, outside linebackers, they switched sides this year because they just – Shaq feels more comfortable on rushing from the right, even though he rushed from the left the whole t- the all of last year. So it's like little things like that, just knowing your players' abilities and, and comfort levels. Um, so yeah, and then the secondary, they definitely took their lumps last year. They were embarrassed against the Seahawks and Russell Wilson, um, and they have a huge chip on their shoulder because there was a preseason ranking that came out that ranked them 32nd in the NFL. And they mention that every chance they get, whether it's a press conference or social media. The secondary, I mean, they're young. They're, I think the oldest, Carlton Davis, how much experience does he have? Like three or four years? That's the oldest one on the secondary. Um, But you you wouldn't know it because they're flying all over the place. Um, They're in more of an attack mode this year, whereas they were a little bit more passive before. Um, And again, that just comes down to like reps and being comfortable with the Todd Bowles defense. Because being in your first year with Bowles, that's going to be confusing for anyone. 
So they're playing with a lot more confidence this year uh, with the goal of getting a couple turnovers per game, and they've already shown that. Um, with a couple, I forget which game it was. They, what did they have? Four takeaways, four or five takeaways, I think, against the Panthers. Um, and that's, that's their goal every game, and they have the ability to do that. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's nice to finally see this defense getting some national recognition. Yeah, absolutely. Grace, I was going to ask you, like, what's another strength of this defense? But it sounds like Todd Bowles' creativity and how he will use guys in, you know, multiple different ways is is a strength there. Um, is there a name, similar question to the one on offense, that Bears fans should know about going into this matchup that maybe isn't getting that recognition right now? Um, I could go two ways with this. I know Bucks fans will want me to say Levante David. He's the seasoned vet at linebacker who he's averaging like double digit tackles or something. Maybe that's an exaggeration, but he um he does everything right, everything you want a football player to do and just doesn't get the credit. He his numbers, if you stack them up against you know, Luke Keekley or um I don't know, just there someone put out a list a few weeks ago and his numbers are right up there with like we're talking all-time numbers, all-time career numbers. He's right up there, top five with the best linebackers of all time. But you just never hear about it because Tampa Bay doesn't really have that media pool. Um, so I'll mention him. But who I really am high on right now is Antoine Winfield Jr., the um, second-round safety pick. Um, he was trained by his dad. And this is funny, too. His dad had an interception against Tom Brady I think in 2001, so now his son is a teammate of Tom Brady's. It's just crazy. <laughs> Brady's longevity. Um, but Winfield was Defensive Rookie of the Month in September. He has 25 tackles, two sacks. Um, I mean, he – oh, and two pass breakups. So he is all over the place. You will see him lining up in, like, every secondary position. He'll line up on the line and blitz – um, I mean, he's good at, at tracking, you know, the, the run. Um, he's a rookie, and, and you wouldn't know it. Everyone just praises him every chance they get. Bruce Arians said today he's the most mature rookie he's ever had. So Antoine Winfield Jr., he may be fresh out of college. Well, it's been a month, so maybe not fresh out anymore, but don't underestimate that guy. Yeah, absolutely. And Grace, this is just a, uh, I guess, personal question because I'm uh, a grad student pursuing uh, a journalism degree. But um, with covering guys with such high pedigree like Tom Brady or even of Rob Gronkowski, what's it been like for you just covering this team? Well, with COVID, it's kind of been a little bit of a bummer. We haven't really been able to see anyone in person. Um, everything's on Zoom call. But, I mean – they're just normal people. I mean, I don't know if you've seen the some of the videos the Bucks have put out of like it's like the Tommy and Gronky show or something. They're just sitting there telling dad jokes. They're like really bad jokes, but like you know, they're, I mean, they're just like us. Um, the interesting thing about Tom Brady, I mean, he he decides when his availabilities are, what his schedule is. I mean, he's, like, right up there with the head coach. And it's um, the weekly avails are a little bit different. I think he'll accept all the questions, but 
on after game day, the post game avail, he'll just walk off the podium. Even like the PR person will be like, okay, next question. He'll just leave. <laughs> it's like Tom Brady decides when this thing is over. Um, but it's it's been really cool to watch because before he got here, I really tried to do my research. I bought a bunch of books about him. They're on the shelf behind me. And just trying to like glean any sort of information or little nugget that I can. And um, I guess what, what kind of struck me is like, he, I mean, he really does, he's like, he really does care about making the people around him better. Um, like, for example, I have never heard the phrase soft tissue said so much in my life, but that's obviously huge with this TB12 method um, and the whole pliability thing. But so many times in these press conferences, we'll hear players talking about how they're working on their soft, soft tissue recovery. And it's like, you clearly got that from Tom Brady. And like every, like he just, he, you know, his goal is to play, who knows, till he's 50, whatever. He wants that to be everyone else's goal too. And he'll chew into the guys for the littlest things. Cam Brate said today, the first time Tom Brady kind of cussed them out was during a scrimmage in the off season they just jogged into the huddle instead of like sprinting, I guess. And that was kind of a habit the Bucks have had for the last few years um, of just kind of slowly getting on and off the field. And Tom Brady yells at them for that. So that, that quickly changed. But, and you see it at practice too. It's just such a different demeanor of everyone there. Like the players, the coaches, the media, like it's just, it's more big time. Um, and we all knew that was coming obviously like a lot of us media members are being asked to go on more podcasts now like you asked me like no one really wanted insight on tampa bay before and now everyone everyone wants to hear about it like it kind of elevates us in the media too having tom brady here um gronk's a goofball he's literally what you see is what you get he's always laughing in his pressers i mean honestly there's there's some real like belly laugh, laugh out loud moments because he's just ridiculous. <laughs> but you know, it's 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 much needed in this world. Even if if he doesn't get the playing time he wanted, you know, like it looks like he's having fun and it makes it fun for the rest of us. So, I mean, it's it's honestly it's a fun time in Tampa Bay. I wish we could be in the locker room getting to, you know, work on those personal relationships. That's I'm sure you know that's one of the best things about being reporters, you can kind of have a one-on-one relationship behind the scenes, just stroll up to someone's locker, not even talk about football, just talk about life and how's the family and like, oh, did you see the LSU game? Um, You know, talking about alma maters. So it's kind of a bummer we're missing out on that next year or this year, but I mean, there is, hopefully it all, it all turns around next year and, and a lot of these guys will be back. So yeah, hopefully things get better for for your for everyone's sake, just so we can have those opportunities again. Um, Grace, just to kind of end the meet the opponent episodes, I have a two part question for you, and we do it for every meet the opponent episode. So the first part of it is why do the Bucks win on Thursday night? Mm, I'm gonna say, well, I'm gonna say if the Bears offense doesn't match the Bucks offense kind of drive for drive that's 
why the Bucks will win. If they get if the Bucks have their rushing game going, once they get the play action on those passes, I mean, they're going to be unstoppable. In this last game against the Chargers, I mean, they were they were down 17. The Bucks have passed would have never rallied. I mean, because it's kind of a mental thing, too. And like I said with Brady, the mental aspect of, of this team has also changed. Uh, so they're able to rally now. And there was about 30 minutes in that football game where they were just flawless. I think it was four straight touchdown drives. Um, so if the Bears can't match that, then they're done. <laughs> so I, I agree. <laughs> that's that's why the Bucks will win. <laughs> so what will it take for the Bucks to lose and the Bears to win? I'm gonna say just make Tom Brady uncomfortable. Um, we've praised Tristan Wirfs, but you know, beat him, get in Tom Brady's face. He's significantly better in a clean pocket. I mean. Most people <laughs> are better in a clean pocket than when they're under duress, but Brady specifically isn't known to be a mobile quarterback. Um, so I would say just just put the pressure on him. Um, and the Bears, you know, Khalil Mack, they, they have the ability there. Yeah, it's one. Easier said than done. We'll see what ends up happening on Thursday night. But, Grace, thank you so much for, again, hopping on the podcast and helping Bears fans know a little bit more about the Buccaneers. You want to let our listeners know how they can follow you and along just for the rest of game week, just so they can get stay up to date with everything going on with the Buccaneers. Yeah. Um, my Twitter is at Grace Remy, R E M I W T S P. I know it's long and confusing. That's my station's call letters. Grace Remy W T S P. Um, you can probably just search Grace Remington and it'll pop up. And then we're at 10 Tampa Bay.com. Awesome. Well, that's going to conclude this Meet the Opponent episode. Make sure you check out the preview podcast where Will and I, you know, break down this Bears and Bucks game. We'll talk to you guys after the game on Thursday night. But until next time, bear down, Chicago. Finally, a bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic, our first system that detects snoring, then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. Get your best sleep all night, every night. For a limited time, save up to $500 on select adjustable mattress sets and experience the deep, undisturbed sleep of Tempur-Pedic. Get full offer details at TempurPedic.com.